Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Please don't tell my parents. Please don't tell my parents. Please don't Please tell my parents. Don't tell my parents. I've already got some ideas. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be the teen party movie of the century, Tom. Yeah, we're sat here with our red cups, our red solo cups. Yep, yep, our red, our red branded hand solo cups. Yep. We got them from the Disney store. <laughs> I, I got mine from uh, going to see Solo Midnight. <laughs> Midnight screening of Solo. And you've taken it to every party you've been to since. Yeah, just ironically, yeah. just to, just to point out. Yeah. Check out my solo cup. You, you're, you're, you've got these those solo cups, <laughs> but I've got a solo cup. Yeah, yeah. And then you end up solo for the rest of the night. Yeah, because I keep making that joke yeah. to ev- everyone. It's the same people at the same party. Yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> constantly. There's only six people in a room. Yeah, it feels weird to be doing a teen party movie right now. But do you know what? It's something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah. Being a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to parties when the, <laughs> when, the, when the pandemic lifts. Yeah. But, uh, but, but we're all going to turn into teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's, yeah. that's what's all, the, all this has been building up towards. I think I, think I imagine that our, our patrons voted for the genre of teen party uh, because they all also crave the, the, the loose... Uh, the loose rules of a of a raucous party where anything can happen. Yeah, and and there's there's could be could be anything round the corner. We're sick of being able to control who's in our personal space. <laughs> Let's invite a bunch of people around. <laughs> um, so it's just us this week. Yeah. Funnily enough, there's there's no one joining us yeah. for this team party this movie. Team party. Well, we're a party of two. Yeah. We're a, we're a raucous, all of our own. We've had some pretty raucous times yeah. together. Oh, just, I remember just, that, that time I spilled tea all over my crotch yeah, before was, we start recording. About five minutes ago, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, oh, that was whoa, raucous. Whoa. Let me tell you, you're gonna have to find a new crotch before the parents get home. <laughs> just gone it's, it's broken <laughs> um so the title this week was please don't tell my parents was given to us by all the webs of stage all the webs of stage a very good podcast that you should definitely listen to so thank you for that title all the webs of stage shall we get on with some honorable mentions yeah let's get on yeah. with some honorable mentions honorable mentions um so this is the part of the show where we just go for a few more titles people have given us look at those titles pitch what those movies would be about as well absolutely Getting ready to you can you can think of these as the uh, the 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 kind of small uh, get-togethers, the pre-drinks before yeah. the party of the year, the the parties that you go to before you end up at the party you wanted to be at yes. that particular night. Exactly. You get one that's like it's it's western themed. You get one that's like and they're like yeehaw, we're line dancing. You're like this isn't the party I wanted to go to. You got any booze? And they're like, are you over twenty-one? And you're like, bye. And then you go to the next one. And it's like, yo man, we're hippies totally. And then that you're like, do you have any booze? And they're they're like no but we got crazy magic mushrooms and then one of you gets on magic mushrooms and you jump out the window and then the rest of you leave you there and you go that that character goes off on their own adventure and comes in to save the day at the end yeah yeah 
that's it's a pretty good analogy for what the honourable mentions are. It is, yeah. That's, I would say that if you needed a, a kind of idea of what the honourable <laughs> mentions are to the main pitch, then you can think about that. Think about that. Uh, so from Biscay to Starch Fate, we've got Aliens Have Invaded My Crotch. <laughs> Hang about. <laughs> and you're sure this isn't all my waste of talent title? No, no. We, we've got... We've got my waste of talent title coming up. Okay, so it's going to be all nonsensical this week. Well, this one, this one by comparison is, is pretty, <laughs> is pretty teen party related. Aliens have invaded my crotch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so we, I, I think in this we must star someone who doesn't care for partying. Okay. Right? They're a nerd who really like, really, really sort of like down in the books. <laughs> really kind of that and then um the uh the aliens invade the crotch yeah yeah right and decide that they have to they have to be be part of human culture and the way they're going to do that is it's it's an allegory it's a metaphor in many ways for puberty yeah Uh, (laughs) these aliens have have come to earth yeah all they've been broadcast is teen party movies yeah yeah um and I'm going to go with the guy who played McLovin in Superbad. Sure. He's the nerd. Right. He doesn't care for parties. He's like, I want to do my work. I just, I just want a good, good grades, go to a, a, go to a good college. Yep. Uh, I'm applying for Harvard next year. This is a terrible impression of that guy. Yeah, well, that's fine. But yeah, that's fine. He's, he's, just, he's, he's, he's an actor. He can do this voice. Going around with, going around with books. <laughs> um, and then he's walking back from school because he stayed behind. Yeah. The fucking nerd. What a nerd. To 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 do some help more clean the, the science town. The bit. The, the science, science town. The lab area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that bit. Yeah, because he'd been doing chemistry all night. Yeah, and then he stayed behind to clean it with for, with the with the science teacher so mm. that he can get extra credit. Yeah. For uh, Harvard. And then and then on his way home, through the woods, this beam of light comes down. Yeah. And. He gets abducted by aliens yeah. who, who put him on a who put him on a stretcher, and then you hear this you, you hear this voice of like it's, it's like Patrick Warburton. It's, it's like, <laughs> like you know you're gonna be going through some some changes <laughs> any time now. Uh, you're gonna you, and it's kind of like all muffled and stuff, but I'll, I'll take my hands away from yeah. my mouth. You're gonna be going through some changes any time now. Uh, there, it's uh, perfectly natural uh, after this. Uh, after this procedure, uh, yeah. uh, and and what we're going to do, right? We're going to double cast Patrick Warburton as the voice of aliens, but also get this a voice of a sex education and a cringy sex education video it, yeah. in school um, that we part that's part serves as part of the start framing device of this of this teen's life. <laughs> this sex education video is kind of like if if Rod Sterling, if Rod Sterling, sorry, was doing. A sex education video. Yes, and also you From know the Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah, very much so. If you kind of put in a little drop of Troy McClure yes. from uh, Simpsons, <laughs> you know those 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 kind of um, uh, educational videos. You know his hand goes up and he's like, "Teacher, teacher, can I uh, can I leave, please? I'm never going to use any of this information." <laughs> oh my god, that guy is me. 
<laughs> Please, can I leave this this class? I'm I'm. Let's be honest. I'm never gonna use any of this information. I'd rather go and clean the science classroom. It's just something I was thinking about because I was like, in in sex ed class, part of part of part of me in the background, I was like, I was like, this could be useful. Yeah. But part of me is just like, I'll probably never ever no, need this. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking the hypotenuse <laughs> for me. It's like I'd r- much rather learn how to do taxes and. <laughs> rather than find out how to find the longest bit of a triangle you know <laughs> i would <laughs> need algebra i was i was more like you know that's your spin on it man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you walked into the sex ed class just like yeah that's that's what you do i'll do my own I'll, thing I'll figure my own way out you know <laughs> i think it says something about our own self-esteem the fact that i've just been like you know, this is fascinating and all, but I'll, I'll probably never ever use it. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'll probably never. I'll never get laid. No, I, I was just determined. <laughs> just determined. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'll figure my own way through. You know. I, I, I appreciate your perspective, but yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, and what do you know? I did. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> So anyway, um, he's like, Miss, can I can I leave, please? I want to get to chess club, uh, and I'm never going to use any of this information. And she's like, and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, you won't, nerd linger. Um, <laughs> Nerdlinger, that's yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. Stephen uh, Nerdlinger. Stephen Nerdlinger. Um, and um, yeah, so he, he he obviously does the classroom thing, then gets abducted, and then you see then you see uh, Patrick Warburton doing is is sort of like, or not even see really, just hear his voicing. You're going to be going through some changes, and uh, that's that's going to be. Uh, they could even be distressing uh, as as <laughs> things start to grow on your body I, I, I kind of don't like where this is going because this crotch is going to be invaded and it's going to have a kind of mind on it, on it of its own isn't yeah, it? yeah 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 so he sure. just goes around pestering people <laughs> I don't see I don't think it's necessarily super horny they just want to get into the spirit exactly. of the party exactly yeah exactly. so it's like it is really hairy <laughs> like he's growing hair all over the place like a teen wolf situation yeah. which is also a metaphor for puberty yeah but but in addition um he's like uh you know he's he's just being forced to go to this party so he has to find a way to get an invitation to the party right yeah uh, and so like there's there's all these capers which are kind of you know he has to try he's trying to wear a, a disguise to get into the party you know he's got a backwards baseball cap uh and uh, that he's stolen from like his uh his kid cousin who delivers papers mm. um and they always wear backwards baseball caps so of he course. steals one from him and he's and he and he rocks up with a with a boombox and a <laughs> and a cassette tape of shaggy um <laughs> yeah because this is like mid 2000s isn't it it's yeah. uh, of course that's that's where we're setting all of these yeah but mid-2000s. i think it's, i think this film is an opportunity for the person who played McLovin in that one movie um to do some good physical comedy by essentially walking everywhere a little bit like a little bit inhumanly you know like um uh, vincent d'onofrio in mm. uh, men in black yes in a kind of <laughs> in a kind of like being led everywhere literally by his crotch yes way. yeah so his arms are dangling behind flapping around as yeah. he goes wait 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 uh, and uh, <laughs> it's like his his hips are always forwards wherever he's going v- vincent d'onofrio in in men in black is a very good 
visual image for this. Yeah. Um, um, especially the bit where he waves at that guy as he's walking past. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm just uncomfortable in his own skin because there's something underneath that skin that's that's trying to get out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, the uh, we so here's the the root here. I think for for this, um, we find out that this has actually been happening to almost every teen boy at the school. Okay. They've all been abducted. Yeah. And this has happened to them, and. The McLovin guy, yeah, he's the one who's in, who's actually going to buck the trend because all the other all the other kids were taught that this is exactly what you do, mm. and McLovin just has so much disinterest in all of this partying stuff that he finds a way to stop it in himself, yeah, and is the only one who's like, I'm not being indoctrinated into this. I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm I am my own person. The, the funny thing is because I mentioned Rod Serling earlier, yeah. There's an episode of the Twilight Zone, the, the new Jordan Peele one, that yeah. is almost this. <laughs> um, it's, it's called... I mean, it's, it's almost like that, but it's 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 called Not All Men. And, yeah. <laughs> That's weird. And, and this meteorite hits, yeah. and all the men get really aggressive and violent. And oh, weird. End, spoiler alert. It's, it's, I mean, it's a fucking dumb ending, but it's just <laughs> like... There was nothing in the meteorite. It was just all the men. <laughs> it was just... It was just that's how men are <laughs> that's kind of fun actually yeah it's <laughs> a fun idea it's a good show but yeah it's it's just that <laughs> I think just with people being led by their crotches but it's yeah. just like there were no aliens <laughs> everyone else has just found a way to has everyone else has come to terms with that right mm. they've kind of um uh, they've learned to balance their walk around it, and you see it in the Simeon stroll. You know the kind of like they've got the they're, they're swinging their arms to keep uh, up with their crotch. Yeah, um, like Liam Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, just kind of like the, that kind of knuckle dragging swagger that that uh, teen boys walk around with. Yeah, um, and they've all and that's what they're doing. They're doing that to counterbalance the fact that their crotch is leading them everywhere they yeah, go. Because there's a little little alien. In there's it. little alien. <laughs> little hat and goggles <laughs> yeah yeah and he's just got a little control stick yeah. just, we, we never see it but it is implied yeah yeah there Absolutely. we go <laughs> aliens have invaded well, my crotch it's kind of like power rangers where they cut to inside the cockpit yeah literally <laughs> and then they, and then they cut they cut to outside yeah. you never see the in-between part yeah but you just sort of like these little guys are piloting that they are all patrick warburton yeah it's like that film of eddie murphy where it's <laughs> loads of eddie murphy in, inside eddie murphy if you remember that i can't remember what it was called like yes meet bert or something like that <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, Aliens Have Invaded My Crotch. Uh, thank you, Connor with an O, for that yes. title. Okay, so from my waste of talent, we've got Florida's Maximum Security McDonald's. <laughs> what? I told you, didn't I? You did I, tell me that I, there was I, a... I told you Aliens... Aliens... Uh, I told you Aliens Have Invaded My Crotch yeah. is more... Yeah. party related than, than whatever yeah. my waste of talent was going to give us right run it by me again Florida's maximum security McDonald's okay alright sounds like a great place for a party <laughs> right because there is a McDonald's that not many people know about 
Right. This is a true story. Okay. I think it's in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the McBarge. Okay. Now, you may have seen this. If you watched Blade 3. If you Blade watched Trinity, sorry. Blade Trinity. Yeah. Because it is Blade's hideout. Mm-hmm. Blade lives in a abandoned McDonald's barge. He doesn't barge. live there... It's the it's the headquarters of the um, oh, vampire yes. hunters, but the good ones. Yeah, the daywalkers. R- Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, um, just insufferable Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Still the most charismatic person in the movie because, <laughs> frankly, Wesley Snipes has sort of given up at that point. <laughs> he, um, he gave up sort of midway through Blade Two. Yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, um, okay. As so, push, right? so that's on a barge. It's kind of like the barge for yeah. Marvel. Right, yeah. the the maximum security, uh, like you you can only get off by swimming situation. Yeah, yeah. So my thing is, some early teen parties are just go to McDonald's. Yeah. Right. So I kind of we, we're gonna skew the bounds of teen here, and we're gonna yeah. play with different tropes. We're gonna play with kind of recess tropes rather than teen party tropes now. Okay. Where the school age kids. Mm are doing stuff that feels like teen stuff but it's really tame yeah right they're not drinking they are just rebelling mm. you know they're, they're 12 years old and they're just 30 they're just kind of like you know we get don't, out of my face we don't want to do we don't want to do what mom tells us yeah we don't want to be in this high security McDonald's anymore the, the- <laughs> we want to go down the arcade and spend money and, yeah. uh, and go wild and stuff um, and I think I think for this it's essentially a, a prison break but, but because they all want to go to the arcade rather than stay with old uh, old Auntie Doris who's yeah. looking after them on this high security McDonald's. But the funny thing is, because the McBarge is derelict, rightly so, Yeah. because who wants... Like, I, I don't even know how this worked. Did, did people just go on to the, into this McDonald's restaurant and then the boat would just take off and you just eat no. and then it would just come back? No, it's just moored. Just moored. Yeah, you just get onto it like any other, uh, like any other barge, any other um, like uh, houseboat or whatever. That just most houseboats and stuff mm. that people live in never move. I like the rebellion aspect of this actually because okay. I've got an idea coming through. Okay, and it's it's one of the parents is like, no, nope! you do as you're told, and yeah. then cuts the rope, <laughs> and then and then they just sort of float off into. <laughs> into the Atlantic (laughs) I was like Florida yes Uh, this is it's not in Vancouver it's in Florida so they just float off into the Caribbean (laughs) how about this how about it's not one of parents it's part of an escape attempt that goes wrong okay they're trying to get literally they're trying to get across the road to like off the barge across the gangplank across the road a very busy road to the arcade that's all they want but they've been strictly forbidden Mm. from going anywhere else because the parents are all scared that they're going to be doing drugs and drinking at house parties right so they start trying to make a way to like okay it's going to be this kind of uh, we're going to I don't know it's it's got to be really elaborate so it's like the, you know that telescope that you got bought for for, for your birthday? Mm. We're going to use that to shine a light, reflect a light into the, your dad's who's waiting in the car's yeah. eyes. So he's like, ah, oh, meanwhile, someone's going to go <laughs> crawl into the, that it's sort incredibly of incredibly right? convoluted. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to like outline it, but it's mm. that level of convoluted. At which point, this hyper-powered telescope basically focuses the beam of light 
and just onto the single on, onto rope, the single rope keeping holding, the barge moored, keeping the barge moored in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Meanwhile, someone else is trying to climb out the window, mm. ends up accidentally trying to find an open window, cl- climbs through the first open window they can, which is into the captain's cabin of this uh, of this barge. Accidentally falls on the on the motor, yeah. and it just goes driving off while nobody's paying attention. The only person on board the barge is Auntie Doris, who's asleep. So yeah. now. The whole lot of them, these children and Auntie Doris, are now out to sea. It's it's like Lord of the Flies, <laughs> but on a pirate ship, yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, go- they're going off into the Bermuda Triangle as well, which is <laughs> which could also uh, <laughs> bring up some weird stuff. So I think like the. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely going to be an Odyssey feel to this. Yeah, like I think they do have to engage in piracy at some point. Yeah. It's like it's it's kind of like they try and get off, but they don't want to get told on. I love how there's like no staff. No. on this bar, <laughs> it's just kids and Auntie Doris who's, who's asleep the entire movie. Well, the staff get off the boat to try and deal with the fire. Oh yeah, <laughs> all the staff. Yeah, they're like fire. Fire alarm goes off. Yeah. All the staff start going out to the car park and then this boat just drives away. (laughs) (laughs) And all the adults are just stood there going, what? Oh, no. And if you see this McBarge, it's it's like it's, it's round. It's it's, it's it's like a greenhouse yeah. on a boat. It's not it's not really a worthy sail, sailing vessel. It, you could you could not. I don't think you could go a mile off off the coast. Um, and so I think I think there is a sort of like there's a bit where they they almost bash into a tanker. Mm. They get brought aboard the tanker, but then the captain's going to say. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to call your parents, and they're like, "No!" <laughs> so they like tie the captain up, <laughs> and like end up piloting this enormous tanker, <laughs> pulling behind this barge, pulling this barge behind it. And then they get stuck in the Suez Canal, <laughs> and then they get boarded by actual pirates. Yeah, <laughs> who. Um, they get boarded by actual pirates who then like uh, who, well, who we just wanted to rebel against our parents as well <laughs> yeah so by the end of it there's this fleet of <laughs> ships captained the flagship of which is this McBarge yeah <laughs> and I think the at the end they all pull into um, uh, what is it uh, is it was it like Aqua Disney or whatever the thing was? It was like the sort of like Disney Sea Sea World. Sea World. Yeah. No, the Sea Disney. You know the one that was like a big a big bay. There was just basically something really good has to come at the end of this. There was one in Japan that was like that. Yeah, yeah. That is like this is what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Like basically <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> the end of in Japan. Um, <laughs> Florida. Yeah. They have to go through the fucking. Uh, was it Guadalcanal? No, no, no. They go, they go up and over Panama Canal. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose they would. They go through yeah, the yeah. Panama Canal. That's, the, that's that's what it's there for. Yeah, <laughs> the easier to get through the Americans. They go through the Panama Canal. They um, <laughs> they block up the canal. Like, they block the canal, canal. Yeah. and have to take the barge from there on. Yeah, they, they um, cause the BP oil spill as yeah. well. And at then some point. at the end, they basically pull up at this ridiculously cool, like impossibly cool. 
a full bay that's just arcades. Yeah. You know, because it's just been this absolute arcade odyssey. Heaven. Yeah, it's arcade heaven. This 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 entire port that is only arcades and it's all free because it's it's owned by an eccentric billionaire. Yeah. Um, I really like the idea that they go to uh, Bikini Atoll. Yeah. Which is still used for for nuclear uh, tests at this point. Yeah. And they're like, where are we? <laughs> What is that siren noise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoot, we gotta get going. Throw more Big Macs in the, <laughs> in, the in the fucking steamer. It's not even a. It's not even a uh, 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 like a nuke test. Yeah. It's like, hang on, this is a bikini atoll. It's got this big, and it's like, what does that symbol mean? And then the nerds like, oh, it's it's radiation. It's like, mm. what do you mean radiation? It's like they used to do uh, nuclear testing here, and then um, they're, they're like. Well, doesn't nu- uh, and then someone who loves comics is like, "Whoa, you don't want to be anywhere near nuclear uh, nuclear testing." Mm. And then he's like, shows pictures of giant, like you know, Godzilla and stuff. Yeah. At which point, this enormous tentacle comes out of the of the water. <laughs> At which point, they start throwing Big Macs to this kraken, <laughs> this enormous radiated squid that's been that's trying to take them. I am also imagining that this thing I know it looks like a greenhouse generally but we have to dress it up like a big big floating Big Mac yeah yeah I mean I mean, the idea of a McBarge uh, would be just like a giant McDonald's yeah. like fries holder right yeah the actual thing it, it just looked like a like I said like a greenhouse yeah with a boat a lot of domed it. windows and stuff yeah it yeah. looked fucking weird it's a strange place <laughs> yeah um, but yes, which is, which is why when Blade Trinity was on, I was like, "It's the McBarge." <laughs> there it is. <laughs> why is that used? So there you go. That's uh, Florida's maximum security McDonald's. McDonald's. There we go. Thank you, my waste of time for that title. Um, so those are all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. Uh, and if you want to do that, you can go to our social media, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and Twitter. You can tweet us at Life's a Pitch show. Give us a like, give us a follow. Give, give us your titles. Give us your titles, I yeah. Wanted, I just wanted to try it this week, you know. <laughs> I don't think I did very well. No. You, 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 do, you do it better than me, but I just wanted to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair so um, we move on to our final major pitch and that is from all the webs of stage please don't tell my parents please don't tell my parents like my my initial thought Mm. because I had ideas for this as well Mm -hmm. my initial thought for this was um, like you know one of those sort of comedies where like someone accidentally kills someone yeah they've got to like kind of I know what you did last summer that sort of thing yeah apart from not horror like a dark comedy yeah Um, like sort of weekend at Bernie's or something like that yes yeah where it's just like the the farce of having to hide hide a body yeah I was like that's been done it has been done definitely that's been done and I was like what's the fucking off the wall thing that you can't let your parents know about Mm -hmm. and I was just like you're you accidentally harbour a terrorist. <laughs> what? Like like you you host a host a teen party while your parents are away mm. and you wake up and there is a known terrorist just sort of <laughs> hiding in your house and okay. you can't get rid of him. Because you're scared of him? No. Liam Liam Neeson, the 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 famous 
terrifying terrorist. It's, it's Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's um, he, he's like a yeah, he's a he's a political political a activist, a yeah. political fugitive, and he's on the news all all the time and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's got something. He's got something on yeah. this kid. And like the the way I thought about it was was like it's like if E.T. was malicious. Malicious. Yeah. And, it's and sort of wanted like, in many countries. It's sort of like yeah, the thing that, it's like the thing that the kid has on Liam Neeson yeah. is that he's a wanted fugitive yeah. from the law. The thing that Liam Neeson has on the kid is that they had a party last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's, so, so oh this, my God. This kid gets dragged into a kind of like 90s style, like <laughs> cyber hacking, like terrorist <laughs> ring because they don't want Liam Neeson to tell their parents. Yeah, yeah. And uh, actually they make friends and Liam Neeson helps them clean up the house. Yeah. Like, Liam Neeson gets a load of terrorist friends to come and clean up the house. No, 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 no. It, it, like, there's got to be that, like, the parents are back. Okay. He's hiding Liam Neeson in the house. Yeah, okay. I I, I, I got this image of, you know the bit in E.T. where uh, the mum opens the cupboard mm-hmm. and there's just a load of load of cuddly toys and E.T. is just sort of in the background and you don't notice it. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, except it's Liam, Liam Neeson amongst, yeah. amongst a load of, like, model... Actors' heads, <laughs> or because it's like mid two thousands. This kid has got a poster for um, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, <laughs> yeah. and Liam Neeson just stands there still. <laughs> but it's one of those cutout ones that you can stand behind. Yeah, his face is. In... He comes in the room and is like, "Nothing, nothing going on here." Um, so I, so I have a little bit of an arc for this. Then, yeah, kids unpopular, and by the end of this film, will have been made popular by the antics by their edgy antics with this terrorist <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so and and like the denouement in a way and i don't want to call it too early should be a party another party that that kid has because they're now popular mm. because you know like the a lot of these teen movies have um those that moral which is to say popularity isn't all it's cracked up to be mm. right and in this case the popularity gets away with them and what I want is this moment where actually at the end uh, th- this kid's had this crazy party because all these edgy people have been brought in yeah. not by from school like but like not by um, Liam Neeson but by like people who now think that this kid has a badass attitude yeah right from other parts of town and then it is actually the terrorist organisation that step in to save the day to, to clean the house <laughs> So I, I I think we have the party at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, well, I think there's two parties in this movie. Yeah, there's two, two parties. So um, I'm thinking, uh, do, like, dweeb... Um, let's go with Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, Tom Holland. And I'm, I'm very hesitant to cast his mate from Spider-Man as well. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we, we're instead going to cast Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. So, so Tom Holland and his... And his sort of goofy best friend Macaulay Culkin yeah, yeah. Um, they're just like oh we're never pop- we're never popular we're never uh, we're never like uh, the ones in playing the playing the American football and yeah and get and like being surrounded by friends it just does like what do we do and um, and then like as 
as Macaulay Culkin says that, yeah. Tom Holland's mum comes into the basement room where they're playing video games yeah. and just goes, Oh yeah, just a reminder, uh, me and your dad are going out. This uh, we're, It's Danny DeVito's wife. Um, what, what's her uh, name? Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman, we're, go, yeah. we're going out uh, this weekend and we're not going to be back until Sunday night. We're going out Saturday morning at 8 a.m., it's turning slowly into David Lynch. You got <laughs> you, son. You, this is his it's dad. His dad is David Lynch. Dad, yeah. Son, I've left you fifty dollars <laughs> on the counter so that you and your friend Macaulay Culkin can have pizza, pepperoni delivered. pizza. <laughs> you know, down here, you kids remind me of myself. When me and my friends used to work on our old push bicycles in the garage. The weather outside <laughs> is light. <laughs> you should be playing outside. <laughs> and not playing video games. And it looks like it's going to be sunshine and blue skies all along the way. <laughs> So he just walks out. And <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's like, "Your dad's really cool." Um, and 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 uh, Tom Holland's like, "Yeah, I mean, he did make those really weird films or whatever." <laughs> just David Lynch. Yeah, but he's most known really for a TV show that he was, <laughs> he only did the first season of, and then you know it's yeah. it's weird. Um, but yeah, um, they talk about they talk about his dad for a bit while playing more video games, and then yeah. and then they sort of do like a triple take on the fact that there was a fifty dollar bill yeah. waiting for him on on the kitchen table. It's yeah. like, wait, hang on! All the popular kids do parties when their parents are away. Better yet, he's left his credit card because he's out of touch. Yeah, right. So he's left his credit oh. card, and and he's like, with a credit card, you know what we can do with a credit card? Credit, there's much more than fifty dollars on a credit card. We can buy beer with a credit card. Like we could have a party, and so so they they go round to people's houses because yeah. they don't they don't want to suggest it's them that's ho- hosting the party. Yeah. So they go party at this address yeah, yeah, yeah. at uh, at nine a.m. Saturday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's like parents leave at eight. It starts at nine, nine. Yeah, pool party, and then and then big big party later on in the evening. Yeah. So this this party kicks off. Yeah. Right. This party absolutely jumps yeah um pe- like no one really knows how it starts because obviously the first person to turn up will automatically go wait hang on those are two dweebs yeah yeah, yeah. um the I, I think um they uh oh man i don't know how are they gonna there's gotta be a con on there right like they've got to have a plan for that maybe the first the first few people they're like it's not gonna work it's not gonna work it's not, it's not gonna work and then mm. the first few people turn up are all in one big van yes yeah right? and then they just jump in they don't even care about yeah. who's there they just jump in the pool they're the party people like they they they, they basically go there's no one here mm. and then they go but there's beer and then they all run up to the because there's beer like it, there's a keg of beer that they've ordered on uh, with the credit card yeah down by the <laughs> down by the pool so Sunday morning yeah Sunday morning no one's there Macaulay Culkin Tom Holland wake up yeah just like the place is trashed yes like absolutely trashed and they just hear a noise 
I think I think they 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 start hungoverly mm. cleaning everything, yeah, fastidiously, mm. right? And slowly as they you get a time lapse as they start to reveal layer upon layer of trash yeah falls away in a very 90s style of like you know kind of like there was there's very 90s um uh time lapses mm. um of of parties and stuff but they're they're slowly reducing this pile of like just trash and boxes and cans and stuff they should wake up and and they just hear a noise mm. like as they start to clear up stuff in in the root in the basement yeah. room they're in because they retreated down to the basement room because it was getting too too much too much for them yeah like we'll, we'll, we'll wake up and, and clear it up in the morning and they can, they can just hear someone cleaning mm-hmm. and they, they get upstairs and no one else is there apart from Liam Neeson <laughs> with a hoover with a hoover <laughs> he's whistling with Queen <laughs> on in the I want to break free and he's just ding, like ding 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 ding, ding. Good morning. <laughs> and we've already had a few things of like the parents are watching the the news, the news. Yeah. and he's there and he's quite clear he's he's a, obviously a an integral part of this movie so mm. we we as an audience already know who he is but the kids t- it takes them a minute to sort of be like are you the the what, cleaner? The, 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 they they just go they go and it's like where do I know that guy from? Who ca- who, He must have been at the party last night. <laughs> He must have been the party last night. Who cares? He's he's cleaning your house for you, <laughs> yeah. and um, and then like slowly, they. Uh, I think the newspaper kid hits the door, and they all go ah. <laughs> like even Liam Neeson is just like ah. <laughs> like well, what is that note? Because they're all terrified of loud noises. <laughs> yeah. Because, because they've done something bad, mm-hmm. uh, and then he goes out to the. Uh, um, out to pick up the paper and front page is like terrorist escapes prison <laughs> yeah. and it's just Liam Neeson's face yeah. pulls the paper down and it's just it's just Liam Neeson like cleaning the room and he's just like Macaulay could, could you just come down with me to the basement he slams the paper down where are you me. going kids <laughs> nowhere nowhere uh we just got to uh, go and get more um... bin bags. Yeah, <laughs> bin bags to to help to help clean up the place. Thank you, by the way. He's like, no problem. He's he's got this really intense like. Aura and I, and I don't him. think he's particularly friendly. These kids weren't really in his eye line. You know, they were. Mm. They, they he didn't know they were here. Yeah, he's staying here because he thought it was a trashed out, like derelict house. Yeah. from the outside. Yeah. Right, so, like, so he's chosen this place to hole up. So they go down to the basement, he slams the paper down on the floor and is like, that's the fucking line. <laughs> that's, like, America's most wanted right there. And, and just like... We're uh, gonna die! We're gonna... He's gonna kill us! He's gonna he's, chop us up! He's probably got guns on him or, or something, or something, and... I mean, uh, then they, he just... Uh, you just hear from just the top of the basement uh, door, you just hear, I'm putting some bacon on the grill. <laughs> You lads want any? <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, thank you. What are we gonna do? We've got, we've got a terrorist in the house. There's a whole lot of cleaning to do. You need to keep your energy up. And, and, even, and even worse, the house is destroyed. <laughs> like that's that's the priorities. The fact that there's a terrorist in the house <laughs> is is nothing compared yeah. to the to the, the fact that the pool is full of of yeah. like t- uh, bricks to, to the absolute ass whooping they're gonna get from yeah. David Lynch when yeah. he gets back <laughs> I'm very disappointed in you <laughs> that's it that's 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 
terrible. That's, <laughs> that's all they're gonna get, and it's it's like the worst. Could you imagine, right, if David Lynch God, said he was disappointed? I, yeah, I mean, there's there's no chance that that man gets angry. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> and it's it's so much worse. Yeah, so much worse. Oh, that's it? scary. The, the thought of David Lynch angry really terrifies me. Yeah, not because like you can imagine it, like Tom Cruise, mm. but like because you can't imagine it. Mm. Like it's something alien. It's an alien behaviour to that man. Yeah, being it's... angry. It's strange, and you just I, you, you're watching this film, just like fucking hell. What is he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch is going to get back, and he's going to have an absolute fit. <laughs> Not the fact there's a terrorist in the house. No, yeah. Um, let's talk next steps mm. because at some point um, Liam Neeson has to, you know, kind of be aware that these kids know about him. Yeah, and and they're like, well, we're gonna. They they get an air rifle. They get an air rifle from the from the basement. Yeah, and they're like they come out pointing it, and he's like, "You, you really don't want to point a gun at me." <laughs> I, I think though that they should try and just leave. Yeah, and that's where he puts the hand on the door. <laughs> don't want to go out there, boys. I know where you're going. Let's tell the authorities. But think about it this way: if I, if if you report me to the local constabulary, I'm going to tell your father. I tell you father what happened here today. What's he gonna? What? How, how's he gonna feel? A no amount of cleaning is gonna is gonna wash away the darkness that I've seen yesterday. What's it gonna be? Are you gonna get rid of me, a poor innocent man who will only help you clean the, up this mess on the run from a corrupt government, or are you gonna report me and live in fear of what your father might do? All right. Well, I mean, what? Are you, come on, man. What do you want to? What are we gonna do? And he's like, I have some friends. They're coming over. <laughs> We've got a little bit of planning to do. Just see to it that you're not around. These Some of these people are not people you want to be around as a teenager. Believe you me. And he's, he's sort of doing a kind of like really flawed, mm. uh, really flawed role model thing. <laughs> like where he's, he's a, like a terrible person, but he's, he's somehow surrogate fathering them in a way. Um, yeah. And so the, like he, he meets with like, let's say the Russians yeah. and his, and some of his boys. Yeah. Um, and he, they're, they're going to pull a, a bank job or something like that. They, yeah. They're going to... Uh, what, what are they going to do? There's <laughs> got to be something that they're going to... I don't think we ever know. I think they're just plotting something. Well, the thing is, though, I think we need this to get out of hand to the point where they are... Macaulay Culkin and Tom Holland are helping, essentially. <laughs> yeah. No, um, the, the plan is to, to rob... Um, the rob the Federal Reserve or something it's, like that. It's not the Federal Reserve. It's the Records Office. Okay. The Federal Records Office to get rid of evidence, to, to, to destroy evidence or something. And Liam Eason's like, the problem is, lads, they all know what we look like. <laughs> um, they, uh, uh, yeah. And Danny DeVito, the, the, Russian, uh, the Russian terrorist, is just like, yeah, but uh, but uh, they don't know. They don't know him, do they? Who's who's? Wait, hang on. Who's that guy? It's not even. It's not even the Russians, right? Yeah. This is Danny DeVito, another like Irish uh, kind of like boondock state style mm. gangster who's going. We need something that we can destroy the evidence from the outside without having to go in. Yeah. We need the uh, uh, explosives, some Molotovs, something like that, right? Uh, and uh, and Liam Neeson's like. Well, they all, they all know our faces. 
there's no way we could possibly get components to make a any kind of explosive. We'd have to be able to get a lot of alcohol. <laughs> and so were the kids. These teens are sent to the Seven Eleven to get loads of bottles of vodka. Hey, hey kids, with, here's with, my credit card. With Liam, with with Danny DeVito's uh, ID. This like 70-year-old man. And they have to like put on big glasses yeah. and a bald cap and stuff from the dress-up box. Yeah, yeah. Like uh it's just his giant trench coat on, on Tom Holland as like it's they've gotta make it so it's like like um McCoy Culkin's inside this trench coat as well, but not yeah. on his shoulders, yeah, obviously. No. It's just sort of like in just to yeah, fill yeah, it out yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> and they're just walking around like, oh yeah, well <laughs> again, like a, a very big trope of the party thing yeah. where it's like getting underage alcohol. Yeah, drinking alcohol, but this time it's for it's for terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> So they get that. Yeah. And um <laughs> I think on the way to get the booze or the, or the way back to from getting the booze, mm. they are intercepted by some people they met at the party. Yeah. Right? And these are kind of out of town kids. Mm. They're kids that kind of are a lot cooler than them, but are edgy, mm. right? And uh kind of punk rock guys who are like, what are you just going in the 7-Eleven for? And they're like, because uh, they can see through the disguise, obviously. Yeah. They're like, uh, we just went in to get some um, uh, taffy, uh, you know, like to get some sweets, yeah. uh, some candy. And um, they're like, don't lie to me. I saw you at the party the uh, at the party last night. Yeah, You're doing another one, aren't you? You sly <laughs> dogs. And they see because they look in the bag and it's just loads and loads of vodka. And they're like, you guys are amazing. Come on, guys. And then it's just like, they start phoning and texting yeah. this massive party. <laughs> so Saturday night, party time. Yeah. So basically, well, the thing is, the party's starting to kick off just as this meeting is, they're all building like Molotovs in the basement. Yeah. And then they're going to kick off this like, this arson attempt at the records hall. <laughs> So it's all it's all kind of like intersecting, and all, and all the police are drawn to the party mm -hmm. because it's kicking off, and like all the police in town are, are going there over They're there, not going to the records room. Yes, and then but also at the same time they have to try and sneak all the terrorists out of the ba out of the uh, the basement. <laughs> like doors because they're all hidden in there yeah. and they get stopped by Seth Rogen who's a police officer yeah. and he's like hey you guys holding weed <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't recognise because Liam Neeson has a pair of sunglasses on and a, and a kind of wide brimmed hat like he's a party yeah. boy <laughs> Hawaiian shirt yeah. you guys holding weed uh, and then he go no, no sir and then and then he's like shame <laughs> uh, yeah. gotta love the Irish though <laughs> and um, yeah I'm thinking like obviously David Lynch and Rhea Perlman are coming back yeah. Sunday night yes oh okay this is it in order to get the important thing right now mm. is to make sure that they're not found harboring fugitives. Yeah. Right? So that's this is still this night, right, mm. with the party. Liam Neeson and Danny DeVito out of the out of the back doors, right? Yeah. They drive all the way to the records hall because they can't be seen there either, right? Yeah. 
they they hide them all the way there but those guys are the ones picked up outside the records hall and put like uh, and are put in jail overnight Mm. for like kind of they're found with a load of bottles of vodka they're put in jail as adults drunk and disorderly um, because they're all like dressed up in in big trench coat stuff yeah Tom Holland and Tom Holland and and, and Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin, right Right. because they've drawn on beards and stuff right right? Uh, yeah I don't think you mentioned it so I was like hang on (laughs) yeah so they they, the the, the two boys get thrown in prison thrown thrown in like you know the clink the, the yeah. sort of like the, the the little sort of police station jail yeah. overnight jail and they they have no way of handling this party they can't kick people out they can't look after it they can't clean up uh. they're in there until like the afternoon when it's like we were just nearby yeah like the the, the police oh Seth Rogen comes back and says, yeah. "Hi, we met earlier. You're not. You're you're just cool dudes. I'll yeah. let you out now. Whatever it is, you're right? Cool dudes. And then they get back to the house. The parents have come back. You know, um, David Lynch and Rhea Perlman have come back, and they they they've sent a kind of a cryptic text mm. that's just like, "We're back. Uh, we need to talk or something like that." <laughs> And, and it's like, oh god. Yeah, oh god, we're in real what trouble now. What is David Lynch gonna do? And um David Lynch is like, We need to talk, boy, about you hiring a gardener for <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson's there. Yeah. This house is spotless. <laughs> <laughs> Too spotless. I know I think he's really happy because yeah. he's been putting off I think we've seen it earlier. He's been putting off hiring a gardener because he couldn't find the right one. Of course. Uh, and the, the like, gardener that, is that's looking his thing. Yeah, is his like, film and he's like, Oh god, just choose one. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I have to have the pe- the I have to have the person who is going to look after my rose garden Mm. Um, and it's really beautiful this rose garden and of course he's like my rose garden has never looked better it reminds me of my stays in the south of France as a youth so Liam Neeson's this gardener no Liam Neeson basically this is the point where Liam Neeson's like wink yeah um, uh, because the house is spotless him and the boys have cleaned up the entirety of the house Mm. uh, including all the like structural damage and stuff yeah and then he just fades off into the night (laughs) so you've got to have like comeuppance for Liam Neeson right no no he just gets away with it he just gets away with it (laughs) yeah (laughs) we just let him let him go yeah I mean like I think I think we put it through that like he's a he says that he's not like a a, one of those bad terrorists he's one of those freedom fighter terrorists yeah right like it's it's the the feds that want him for political reasons okay and you know so destroying the evidence it might be it might be morally bad yeah. but it's because he's not actually the re- the rec- the attack on the records thing is like to clear his name exactly yeah because because there's a there's a cop that that has been planting evidence to, yeah. to try and you know and it's it's Seth, it Seth Rogan's um Dad. higher up that <laughs> Seth Rogan's dad is again, I, I think also a, the chief I think of a police. second draft would probably flesh that out. <laughs> yeah. Because that that is a lot to pile on. <laughs> I mean, and also a, a, a nearly two-hour movie yeah. rather than a ten-minute pitch. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, believers, there'll be some, some high-stakes police corruption in this movie. Believers, you will believe that the police are not... To be fair, 
if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already do believe that the police can't be trusted. No. So, you know, uh, just continue as you were. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like hot fuzz levels of, like, police... Yeah, uh, corruption. I think so. I think I think <laughs> so I don't, we don't have to be high. We don't have to be super explicit. But I just think yeah. I think we we sort of have it that like <laughs> there's a plot line there we missed. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's there. You just listen, believers. You're going to be invested in Liam Neeson getting away with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I care believers. about. Yeah, believers. Liam Neeson getting away, clearing yeah. his name is is good. Is the beat not plot. bad? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Right. <laughs> Tom, like, exasperate. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah, and there's, uh, and there's police corruption. Bye. Um, so, so, thank you for listening to Don't Tell My Parents. Uh, oh, uh, thank you for listening to Please Don't Tell My Parents. That is a great title, uh, isn't it? From, it was. It was a great title. It was a great title from uh, all the webs of stage. So thank you and for that one. you know what? I think I'd watch that movie. Yeah. Not like actively, because it's not really my style, but it's kind of like the Spy Next Door levels of I'd watch it. Yeah. You know? I, I think, I think it, it does have quite a lot of, like... Unintentional on our part, really. Home Alone vibes. <laughs> There's a little bit. Especially with Diane DeVito and Liam Neeson. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> being the two guys. <laughs> but they, they're kind of like... It's kind of like... Um, what is it? Is it Step Brothers or Role Models or whatever it is? Like, you know, kind of... Um, where these two people who are absolutely not role models become yeah. surrogate role models for yes. these teenagers. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, if you enjoyed the enjoyed the show, uh, please consider telling your friends. We really, really like it uh, because that is how the podcast spreads around. Um, it's wonderful to hear stories of people who have just heard about about us via word of mouth and come to listen to the show. And honestly, the community is what makes this show. This podcast only exists because of the amazing titles like Please Don't Tell My Parents um, yeah. that we can work with and the engagement of our patrons and our, all, all just everything, really. Um, and, of course, if you want to become one of our patrons to not only get a vote on the genre each week, but also have your name read out and uh, potentially get a bonus pitch every single week, which means, like, it, it's an e extra episode of the podcast every, like... Every month. Every almost, month, yeah. yeah. Then go over to patreon.com forward slash livespitch podcast where you can give us a tiny amount of money each month to keep the podcast going help us with running costs and to just basically show your support uh, you get to join in with this incredible uh, augmented reality uh, alternate reality game um, yeah. that is our patron names so uh, I'll read those out right now that is Brandon Spanky Mills Ross Originals and his 400 baby dragons waiting to be plot relevant Mr. Bisk, we're getting reports of a crack team trying to stop you in the past. Jeremy L. Kayam, Stephen D. Thomas, fingers to hand. Pime Trimester, the timeulator is detecting a second time warp, and it's not us. James Delaney, Brames D. Tom Kayam, we can't stop the worst keep born alone. We need a hero. We need Brent Black. Really? Him? But it, will he answer our call? 400 approacheth. All will rise. All will pall. Frankly, this name thing is getting silly. We need those more normal names like Joseph Hegarty, Pentvis, come quickly. Paulvin is appearing all over the sodding time screen. What do we do? Groinal Itch, then contact 
Cancer Mancer, he can talk to crabs. Jimmy, you're right, the Bisque Vengers are coming along nicely, but we're a bit too safe for work. We need Alex NSFW. Carl, not only are you immune to jumbling, but your bone marrow seems to reverse jumbulation. We have to harvest you. Nikki H. I had to make a second Patreon account just to participate in this stupid ARG. <laughs> Cracking the digital mainframe, that doesn't mean anything, Davey. Why don't you just try a forgotten password request? Riley! Matt, here's a pitch. It's a podcast in which we pitch movie ideas at each either. Eden MW and Tom, by Jove, you've cracked it. Send it to the podcast printy press thing and get us on Spotify. Thank you to everyone on that. And I, I think there's the new name. The, yep. the, 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 the one that's very... Oh, there's very, always always new names. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. Tom. <laughs> very reluctant to be a part of the ARG, but is joining in anyway. <laughs> Do you mean I had to make a second Patreon account just to participate in this stupid ARG? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's my new favourite one. <laughs> It's up there with that couple that were just having a having a nice restaurant time <laughs> that one time. Yeah. It's just it's just like, oh, I wanna support these guys, but <laughs> <laughs> like, if I change I, my I name. I guess I'm gonna have to get involved in the I, wanna, I wanna join this this game, but everyone else I support on Patreon is gonna have weird names. Um, so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you everyone who uh, supports us on a regular basis and thank you for listening um, it really really like it just feels amazing for, to have a uh, a growing number of people who are listening to the podcast each and every week and uh, yeah just can't thank you enough yes and uh, we end the show as we always do with the yes very clever award this is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title uh, just have a bit of fun with it um, yeah and you'll probably find out what that means <laughs> by me just reading one out uh, so this week the award goes to Captain Eden who's given us Chronic the Ledgehog Chronic <laughs> <laughs> <Just>, uh, Heroes <laughs> it's just just Seth Rogen painted blue <laughs> rolling around a garden <laughs> Smoking weed. An absolute ledge hug. Absolute ledge hug. So, from one ledge hug to another. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it? 